to Pop the Question, a podcast that exists at the intersection of pop culture and academia. We sit down and talk about our favorite stuff through the lenses of what we do and who we are. From Pannoni Honors College at Drexel University, Dr. Melinda Lewis here. I'm your host. For all those who are here, thank you so much for joining us uh, for Pop the Question about fashion and the pandemic. There are a lot of, I think, really intricate and cool questions that have come out of this. And I'm joined by uh, Lindsay Alshaus and Gabrielle Bach. And I'm going to let you guys introduce yourselves, and then we'll get knee-deep in questions. So, Lindsay, why don't you start us off? Yeah, so I'm Lindsay. I'm a third-year fashion design student at Drexel. And I am currently on co-op um, studying specifically active wear designs. Yeah. Hi, I'm Gabrielle. When I went to Drexel, I studied fashion design. After I graduated, I started working at Centric Brands as an assistant designer to the design and production team. I'm, I'm always interested in what really sparked an interest in what people decided to do. Um, and so I was wondering if you could both share like either a particular moment, maybe it was an outfit. My grandmother and her, her side of the family, they had a bridal business. So they had a bridal store and they'd make bridal gowns. So just growing up and hearing about those stories made me think, oh, fashion seems really cool. What they're doing seems really cool. I would want to do that one day. So um, when I was younger, I was diagnosed with scoliosis. So I wanted to design a collection that would make clothes more comfortable for girls who have to wear back braces because I had to wear that when I was younger. And clothes were, oh my God, so uncomfortable. Jeans, so it was all so uncomfortable. I know when I had to wear a, a back brace, I wanted to hide it so I could only wear like baggy sweatshirts and stuff. And that was stuff that was not my style at all. So I think that's when I started finally like having like a deeper connection with fashion and like my own way outside of like my family. That's so cool. I feel like for me, I didn't have a particular moment. I just grew up always loving picking out my outfits and I always loved drawing. And then I think after I knew I wanted to do fashion though, I kind of had like a post entrance moment of realizing that I could explore a lot of different things within fashion, such as how fashion meets the needs of people who have different abilities and different needs. Um, as well as um, knowing that I could combine fashion and my love of sports. Fashion, step into the room like it's a catwalk. Fashion, singing to the tune just to keep them talking. Fashion. Now take us back to... 2020, if you can remember that far, where were we at with like fashion in 2020? I think some of the fashion brands were even growing in 2020. Um, kind of like Sheen, I heard was really big. And at the same time, the other side of people in fashion were trying to push the conversation more of sustainability and of ethical fashion. And so I think there was almost like a polarizing trend growing in like either direction. As we do so many virtual meetings, millions are dressing for the keyboard up and spending less overall. That's sped up the bankruptcy of legendary retailers like Neiman Marcus, J. Crew, Brooks Brothers, and Ann Taylor. What about the pandemic do you think like caused people to like really start investigating this more? I think one factor could be people not spending as much. They're kind of thinking a little bit more critically when they're making their purchases, I think people became really passionate about the things that they were seeing when they were spending more time on social media um, and just the whole attitude shift that the pandemic brought in about 
just the human well-being, you know, the, the whole purpose of lockdown was to protect yourself and to protect others. And so I think when when that became a focus in people's lives, people started to think about just the values that they have and the values that other people in the industry have and who they're buying from. I also noticed that so many people were also making things themselves, that we saw people making masks, that we saw people like, I've always wanted to learn how to knit. So I have the time, I guess I'll do that. And I'm wondering if you think that also adds to this idea of finding the pleasure in making stuff as opposed to just buying stuff because we we can or, or think that we should. Before COVID, I feel like everyone was just really busy. Minds were everywhere. And now it was just kind of COVID, which is a time for us to like stop, assess what's going on in life. Um, like the masks were like safe for like the healthcare workers. I mean, a lot of my friends who knew how to sew, we would sew like a ton of fabric masks. We'd print off the um, pattern online. We make a bunch of them. It was a nice distraction, especially with all the sadness going on. Be able to pick up something new, something to enjoy. I honestly took a little bit of a break too from fashion. And, and so I kind of would just go on a lot of walks. I did feel that. I was like, I felt so run down. Didn't want to look at a sewing machine. Because I would sit in all these like Zoom classes. And then once I started working, all these Zoom meetings, it's uncomfortable. I didn't realize how uncomfortable jeans are sitting <laughs> in all day. Um, and then the sweatpants are just the knit fabric. I don't know, the fleece. It's just so much more comfortable. So I, I made the switch. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that would be an interesting change too, is to think about like, maybe we don't need these like constricting clothes. With work from home the norm for many, pajama sales spiked 133%, slippers 75%, hello sweatpants, goodbye jeans. Yeah, I know a lot of my family members have even been talking about how they just feel a lot more free being on Zoom and not having to worry about um, what they're wearing and, and, and how they're being seen in public. And, you know, you can just feel a lot more comfortable when you're in your house and you're not being judged for the things that you feel like you have to put on because it's on trend or because it looks more flattering. You can wear the really oversized sweatshirt because it just makes you feel comfortable. Can we have a moment of real talk? Because I too, in the beginning of the pandemic was like, oh, I miss dressing up. But if I'm being real with myself, it's been a while now and eh, I don't. I've also had a lot of my friends talk about just never wearing bras again, like having that same, the same moment you had with jeans. Can you think of other kind of things that are going on the, the damned list? I know for my personal style, I started buying a lot more knits. So I guess just rethinking what kind of fabrics I wear. Yeah, I think for me, it's similar comfort idea but with shoes like I find myself looking at the shoes that I think I would like mock and judge when I was in middle school for like how old and clunky they looked okay wow now what's happening on your feet what I think she's talking about your shoes Heidi <laughs> what they're clogs they're good for your back they're good for the back of your closet <laughs> but now I think that's me like looking for the extra support and more comfortable shoes that don't like give me blisters. Yeah, I used to wear heels to class and I was like, how do they do that? <laughs> now all I wear is sneakers. <laughs> I used to clown like dance goes and Crocs. And now it's like, no, you know what's nice? Arch support and not feeling my feet. Yeah, Crocs became really big over COVID. Not breaking the rules, but the rules were broken by COVID and it was kind of like, do what you have to do to survive. Crocs have been selling well during the pandemic and launching celebrity collaborations with Justin Bieber, 
Post Malone, Priyanka Chopra and Bad Bunny that have made them popular among Gen Z shoppers. Plus, Questlove recently rocked a gold pair at the Oscars. I think we often forget that being comfortable in our clothing can help us be comfortable in our own skin. And I think I'm hoping that that might kind of boost us uh, in some degree to maybe some sort of, I don't know if radical self-acceptance is going to be on the table, but I hope that there's like a sense of like, I'm not going to wear jeans. I'm not going to wear heels. I'm going to wear sweatpants and I'm going to love my body because I feel good in what I am wearing. I had to start going back into the office like a couple of days a week and I'm a big fan of joggers. So anything elastic waistband, draw a cord. Big fan. <laughs> yeah, it depends on the company too. I think some companies will be in a pre-COVID mindset of you're going to come and look professional. But I even found a skirt over COVID that I bought um, that was sweatshirt material. So it looks like a sweatshirt, but it's a skirt. And so I've been wearing that a lot because I can be as comfortable as I am in sweatpants. And so I think items like that will become more popular and more accepted. On the whole, I think a lot of these rules are a little bit bent for good. Are we going to see men's fashion also gear more towards this like athleisure business wear? I I wonder if men's wear won't change as much. The show goes on! This is my home! They're gonna need to send in the National Guard because I ain't going nowhere! Yeah, I was thinking about Wall Street and how, like, regardless of, like, gender, the clothes there also represent a certain status. And I just don't know how radicalized, like, Wall Street fashion can be. If you went to your doctor and they were wearing, like, sweatpants, what would you think? (laughs) (laughs) Question. Or if they were wearing, like, yeah, like a Mickey Mouse t-shirt. Hey, it's your mom. I have a question about that podcast you do. Are you on the Instagram or the Twitter or the Facebook? You know, like if I have an idea for a podcast, how do I get in touch with you? Love you. Bye. Sup, mom? Uh, yeah. So you can find us on all those things, actually. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Just go to PopQuestPod on any one of those and follow. If you want to send us ideas, you can either go over to our website and leave us a message at Podcast, or you can get us directly at popq at drexel.edu. You can actually find us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher. Um, I can help set it up when I get home, but then you have to promise me to rate and review. All right. Love you. Bye. was a move on one hand people moving towards creating and making and selling things on marketplaces like Etsy do you also see the like audience or the reception aspect also shifting to that of people being like you know what I don't want to buy this stuff from you know this company I do I really do Um, especially because people were really embracing some of the random things that were popping up on these little shops and they were saying I'm not going to buy from the fast fashion companies. I'm going to buy from something that's, you know, local. It supports a small business owner and it's not feeding into some of these bad things that are going 
around on social media. Gabrielle, do you see that trend as well or? Yeah, yeah, especially on seeing like videos on Instagram and TikTok, there's a lot of like support the independent businesses. And you see like there's TikTok trends where they show you like how they make everything themselves and they package everything themselves. And that was really cool to see. Since I was really excited about this apocalyptic DIY project, I got right to work making items that the CDC says should only be used as a last resort. <laughs> so cute. And then I had to bed to dream about universal healthcare and a world in which people actually practice social distancing in order to flatten the curve and not overwhelm the already extremely fragile healthcare system. To go back, I think to Lindsay's point about this period being a time where we're really forced to think about other people. Do you think that that maker culture and that kind of consumer shift will change or are we just going to rush back to the mall? I mean, I feel like it's opened people's eyes more to it. Instead of thinking like, oh, it's so easy. I could go to H&M. I could go to the mall and just buy like a bunch of random stuff really cheap. Or I could instead put my money towards a smaller business. I know that's definitely how I, I've been buying a lot of stuff from Etsy. <laughs> I know yeah. that's my, the way I shop definitely shifted. I hope we don't need a pandemic every time. We need to remind people that there's like makers and people who do really cool things and, and have stuff that um, are outside of the norm. But yeah, I mean, I, it does feel like people need that something kind of dramatic to, to remind them of that. I'm interested to see if masks continue to be a part of uh, the more daily fashion, even after COVID is quote over. Um, just because I think like outside of fashion, there's a new attitude of personal safety and like a heightened need to feel comfortable about that. And I, it'd just be interesting to see like where masks play into that and how fashion and masks continue to really. I saw like the mask necklaces where it's like a necklace and it's your, your mask is there. And then when you got to use it, you just put up there. Incorporating it as like an accessory too. Lose something? Where's your face mask? Probably in my car. Somewhere in my kitchen. He has no idea. When you need your mask, you want it right where you can find it. Introducing Copperfit Never Lost Face Mask, the new ultra lightweight mask designed with a built-in lanyard that lets you lower your mask and is always right there when you need it. Copperfit Never Lost Mask. What do you think the fashion industry has done in this time to maybe adjust to these new ideas or new concerns or new perspectives on, on clothes and fashion? A lot of companies and even the one I'm working for, because you can't have in-person fitting, they've started utilizing 3D technologies where you can just fit on like an avatar. Hmm. The industry was already starting to use it, but who knew that we'd have to rely on it so much? Yeah, that is interesting. I think what I would notice in the industry um, would be the people who really want to showcase the individuality that they discovered in their crafts. Um, a lot of Etsy shops opened, a lot of Depop shops opened. So I think that's one thing in the industry because a lot of the bigger companies, the first few months were struggling because they had all of these collections planned for people who were going to be going to clubs or going about their normal lives and suddenly they needed to be switching to sweatpants. And so I, I think before they were able to make that switch, since these collections are being designed so far ahead of time, a lot more independent craftspeople and designers joined the industry and kind of reshaped that. Where do you see like fast fashion trending? Like what are they going to borrow or appropriate from these makers and 
what what trends do you think that we will see? I think collaborations could be a big thing. I think they've been growing a little bit as companies even try to recruit some of these independent designers to boost their image and saying, look, we're supporting this independent maker and business owner, allowing individuals to influence a company's direction for a little bit could be a trend. Yeah, COVID has just brought up these interesting pairings of, of fashion and of culture. I would like the ethical standards to not go away. I don't want that to, you know, just be a social media phase of outrage producing some fake results. I think it would be nice to see the fashion industry be a little bit more thoughtful of the things that they're producing and why. And and it's not just about margins and it's more about the people who are both behind what they're making and then who they're giving it to little more more humanity, I guess. So much of what the fashion industry has been missing the plot on is reality and actual inclusion. When someone spends money on your brand or when someone spends money at all, that's that's a power transaction. You know, even when you like something on Instagram, that's a power transaction. So you need to spend your time and your resources on the things that you wanna see do well and succeed. I would like everybody to be able to find items that bring them joy, that bring them comfort, and that they can afford um, beyond inclusive collections that are like $200 for a white t-shirt. No, fashion should be like fun for everyone. It should be like, ooh, I wanna pick this. If you wanna wear bright, like bright patterns, wear bright patterns. I'm excited to see what fashion's gonna turn into after COVID. When everyone's like working in person again, will people like wanna dress up more now? Like go back to that or not? Yeah, and I think if there were more options, then maybe we would be less tied into, I mean, trends will always be here and people will always want to follow trends, um, but maybe people would embrace individuality a little bit more and not feel like they have to fit into certain trends that maybe their bodies don't work with and they can still feel confident in them, even if it's different and that be okay without them fearing like ridicule. That'll be an interesting thing, particularly as we move further and further away from 2020. Thank you so much again for hanging out with me and talking about fashion, uh, past, present, and future. Uh, Continue to take care of yourselves. And yeah, I look forward to seeing all of the ways that you like interrupt and intervene in this industry. I'm so excited to see like what you, what you bring to the table and force these industries to do. Thank Thank you. you. Thank you for having us. Pop the Question was researched and hosted by Dr. Melinda Lewis. Our theme music and episodes are produced by Brian Kantorik with additional audio production by Noah Levine. All of this was done under the directorship of Erica Levy-Zellinger, the deanship of Dr. Paula Moranz-Cohen, and the Pannoni Honors College at Drexel University. I know it's important. I do. I honestly do. What are we talking about? Practice, man. What are we talking about? Practice. We're talking about...